In that same CARES Act was this ERC. And at that time, you could not do both. No one knew about it. It was a tax credit. But then, because it was so underutilized, and we're talking about at that point, maybe less than a percent of eligible businesses actually knew about it. In December 2020, with the American Rescue Plan Act, they amended it to say you can do PPP and ERC now. You don't have to choose one or the other. You can actually do both. And not only that, they expanded it into 2021. We became entrepreneurs because more than anything, we want freedom. We want to be in control of our own schedule, income, and life. But unfortunately, that isn't always the reality of being a business owner. I'm Gillian Perkins, and I'm on a mission to take back entrepreneurship for what it's supposed to be. In every episode, I'll share with you how to get the most out of every hour you work so that you can work less and earn more. Let's get to it. Hey friends, and welcome back to Work Less, Earn More. In today's episode, I'm talking with Mark Sullivan, who is the CEO of ERC Specialists. Now, what does ERC mean? Well, it stands for Employee Retention Credit, and it is part of a COVID relief program created by the U.S. government to give business owners some funding if they were affected in any way by COVID or by the government during COVID or anything like that. And this employee retention credit is a really sizable credit. And the surprising thing about it is that most entrepreneurs, most business owners have never even heard of it. And so there's a lot of funding that is available that is going unclaimed. And so in today's episode, I am asking Mark Sullivan all about the ERC. Who exactly is eligible for it? How can you apply? How can you work with an ERC specialist to make the process as easy as possible? He is a wealth of knowledge on this topic, and he is really passionate about helping entrepreneurs to take advantage of this unusual opportunity that has been created. So without further ado, here is Mark Sullivan. So Mark, to start out, can you tell us just what is the employee retention credit? The employee retention credit, the acronym is ERC, sometimes ERTC, employee retention tax credit, is just that. It's a tax credit. It is a refund on W-2 wages paid if you're the employer. So if you paid out $10,000 to an employee in 2021 and a quarter, the refund could be up to $7,000 back to you. So this was something that was actually created because of COVID. So COVID came out and there was a lot of government help to small business owners. And in March of 2020, the CARES Act came out. Now, if you're a business owner, you probably know from that CARES Act, the Paycheck Protection Program. The acronym on that is PPP. And 16 million businesses did the PPP. Now, the reason that was so well known is because the infrastructure to disseminate that information was already in place. And it went through lenders. Chase, Wells Fargo, these big fintech companies, you know, popped up like Lendio, Wampley, and they were incentivized anywhere from one to 5% on the back end of that loan to give you that loan with really not a lot of uh, risk to them. And they would make one to 5% on the back end. So uh, an infrastructure already in place, instantly everyone knew about that if you were a business owner. But in that same CARES Act was this ERC. And at that time, you could not do both. So no one knew about it. It was a tax credit. But then because it was so underutilized, and we're talking about at that point, 
maybe less than a percent of eligible businesses actually uh, knew about it. In December 2020, with the American Rescue Plan Act, they amended it. So th that act actually amended it to say you can do PPP and ERC now. You don't have to choose one or the other. You can actually do both. And not only that, they expanded it into 2021. And at that time, it was every quarter of 2021. And not only that, the, the expansion of 2021 quadrupled the credit. So you could get at that point $33,000 per employee uh, potential for, with this credit. Still, very few, and we're talking about a few percentage of businesses that are eligible out there even knew about it. So uh, they have made other amendments, and here we are today. We can talk a little bit about it, but, but that's generally what the ERC is. It is a refund on W-2 wages paid. So let's get into talking about who specifically is eligible for this. I mean, the obvious first thing would be it would need to be a business that has employees and pays W-2 wages, right? But what other qualifications are there? Unlike the P Paycheck Protection Program, sole proprietors do not count uh, for this program. I shouldn't say do not count. They're just not eligible. It is only W-2 waged employees. So 1099 does not count. And if you are the majority equity holder, you cannot use your wages. And that's where sole proprietors get kicked out of this program. There is no minimum to employees though. So if you own a company and you have one employee and they're not a majority equity holder, you can count those wages. If you've paid them, let's say $30,000 throughout the year, this potentially could be a $21,000 credit for you. Uh, so it, it don't discount it even if you only have one employee. Now the max, because they, they want to give this to small and medium-sized businesses, the max in 2021 is 500 employees. So that's going to kick out some of the big guys. Mm -hmm. uh, but those are also full-time employees. So with the Paycheck Protection Program, you had full-time equivalent to add up to that 500. But here you do not. So two part-time employees does not equal one full-time employee in this program. It has to be truly 500 employees. I don't know how many big businesses you have listening to your show, probably a few, but for the most part, I think you're dealing with small to medium-sized businesses, which is perfect for this credit. Mm -hmm. And so in order to be eligible, do they have to have at least one full-time employee? If they had multiple part-time employees, would they be eligible? Yes, they would be eligible. The simplest way to look at it is you need to have W-2 wages paid. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's the biggest door to walk through first. If you've paid out W-2 wages, you probably qualify. Again, okay. the only exception there is if those W-2 wages were paid to yourself and you own 51% or more of that company. And the W-2 wages, they had to be paid in 2020 or 2021, right? Great. So coming back to what this program is, it is a credit on the the payroll that was paid in a given quarter. So unlike a yearly tax that your accountant would deal with, these are on a 941 tax form. And with payroll, you're filing quarterly reports on that 941. And so what is this credit? It is a credit on that quarter. This The ERC potentially has six quarters that are available to it. Q2, three, and four of 2020. And right now, because it was amended, they got rid of Q4, one, two, and three of 2021. So mm -hmm. those, those six quarters potentially uh, you, you can get a credit on. Are there any other eligibility requirements? Yes, a few. So how do you actually qualify for this program? We make it super simple for a business to self-qualify. And that is done through our website. I and mean, I believe you have a link for that down below in the description. And once you get onto our website, there's a big button that says begin qualifying. You can click on that and it'll go through systematically 
who you are, if you qualify, when your business started, um, and it'll take you through all those questions. So I can generally go through maybe three or four of those compartments. We try to simplify it on our website. First off, there's two parts to this credit. The first part is for existing businesses before COVID hit. So the date on that is February 15th, 2020. Any businesses that were started before that qualify for everything I've talked about. Now, if your business started after that, which is actually probably quite a few of your listeners, mm -hmm. there is something within this program called the new business startup credit. And let's say they started, well, anytime after February 15th, 2020, and even up until December 2021, anytime in between that, if they had W-2 wages in Q3 or Q4 of 2021, then they qualify. In fact, the new business startup credit is super simple. They can get up to $50,000 max for Q3 2021 and up to $50,000 max in Q4 2021. Uh, now, to get the max, you have to have paid out about $70,000 in payroll, um, and it's 70% of, of payroll. So generally speaking, and there's a few little things that our team will look at, but generally speaking, what was your payroll W-2 ages in Q3 or Q4 and or Q4 of, of 2021 times out by 70%? And that's your credit that will actually come back to you in a refund check from the IRS that you can use for whatever. So what does the application process itself look like? Our responsibility as a specialty a tax service company is to get all the information that we need systematically to number one, see if you qualify, and then ask for the documents. The good news about all that is we don't charge anything up front for this. In fact, in the whole process, you'll probably go through everything from step one all the way to the end of getting your check, and you'll never have been asked for a credit card from us, social security number, anything like that. Okay, Our fee is actually due when everyone gets paid from that check. So what is the process? Get online, go through, put your information in. This is very basic information, who you are, what the company is, how many employees do you have, generally... You know, what did your payroll look like? And then the qualification. So I didn't talk about this. There's three categories. I'll try to generalize this. So how do you qualify? There's three areas and it doesn't need to be a combination of all three. It could be one of the three. Number one is a revenue qualifier. Some businesses do qualify for this, but, but not the majority. And it can be as little as a 20% revenue reduction in 2021 compared to that same quarter in 2019. Okay, so that's black and white. If you have that top line gross revenue reduction, you qualify. The second category is actually what opened up this program wide open. And this went from no one was doing the program to now tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of companies are coming in. And that is a notice that the IRS sent out in August, 2021. If your listeners care to look it up, it's notice 2021-20. And it's on page 28 sitting right there. And they spelled it out. They said supply chain disruptions that affected operations qualify you for the employment retention credit for ERC. And that was huge because before that clarification, how that sounded from the IRS was this. You need to go through a suspension test. And if your business was suspended, then you qualify. And no one knew what that meant. Those 200 pages trying to explain it. And it was so subjective. No one knew what it meant. So now they clarified and said, look, one of the ways that fits into that is supply chain disruptions. Now we know that the majority of businesses in construction, manufacturing, retail, um, you know, anything with goods typically had supply chain disruptions and still are having those, those disruptions. So that's the second category. The third category is that more broad suspension test. 
And generally speaking, this is if, if, if your business had a government order shut down directly or indirectly that affected operations, then you can qualify. Mm-hmm. So that gets a little subjective. We can help um, you with that to kind of figure that out. Uh, but that's what our, our uh, website will help you do systematically to go through to help you qualify. So after that, once you go through that, at the very end of that, you'll actually get an estimate of what we think your credit um, is going to be. Now, that is a general estimate, and it can vary from that point. But what a business owner needs to do after that point, they'll get an email from us that asks for specific documents, and they'll send those documents in. Our processing team and CPPs will go through that and then email a few days later what that uh, what the actual credit is. Uh, and then you can review that and approve it, and we'll go ahead and file that for you. And then IRS receives it and checks in the mail basically six months later. I wish it was sooner, but that's how long the IRS has actually backlogged on these. When you're first starting out, it seems like things like setting up your website, registering your business name, designing branding, and setting up your business social media accounts are the things that you need to do to grow your business. But the truth is that these tasks don't grow anything. They're simply the necessary setup you have to do before you could start working to grow. They're things you have to do to get started, but they're not things that make you any money. What's worse, according to a recent study we conducted, a whopping 43% of people still hadn't completed the setup phase even after working on it for six months. That six plus months invested into working on your business when you could have been making money but weren't. It shouldn't be that way, and it doesn't have to. The truth is that you can check all these necessary steps off your to-do list for good in just four weeks, and then you can move on to the work that actually makes you money and grows your business. I'd love to show you how to get this done and to help you do it. In just a few weeks, we're kicking off our brand new business accelerator program called Set Up Shop. It's a four-week program for new business owners who are ready to quickly take care of all those steps of setting up their business, registering it to make it legal, and creating a solid foundation to grow it to six figures and beyond. Pre-registration for Setup Shop is open now, and we have a special early bird rate available for those who sign up early. Class starts May 1st, so check the episode description for the link to register or head to gillianperkins.com slash setupshop. So, Mark, you run a company that helps people qualify for and apply for and receive the ERC payments. Tell me a little bit about your company and about what the benefits are of working with an ERC specialist to get this credit. Okay, so we've talked about this credit. And if you're a business owner, would think that you knew about this credit before this podcast, but Gillian was probably the first person to introduce it to you, you know, with me here at, uh, today. That is the experience of most business owners. Nine out of 10 do not know about this credit. Because of that need, and actually foreseeing that need, we created our company, my company, um, ERC Specialists. And the intent of that is to be able to scale up the demand of companies that want information on what this credit is, systematically how to qualify for it, and be able to file for it. Um, and like I said, with, with scalability. 16 million businesses did PPP. We believe, roughly speaking, about 8 million businesses qualify for something with ERC. And right now, very few companies, payroll providers, CPAs, or any big fintech companies provide this service. We are probably one of the largest, if not the largest in the country, providing 
uh, this particular credit and filing for it. So it was developed really out of the need that we saw that no one was doing this. No one knew about it. I thought I was an expert with everything with the, with the CARES Act. And I didn't even know about this program. I feel like your answer was mostly centered around helping to make people aware of the program. But could you share anything about yeah. how you help people to qualify and to make it easier and that sort of thing? So we're, so we're constantly trying to improve the communication with what this credit is. It's gone through so many amendments and changes that one of the biggest obstacles we have is the misinformation out there. So one of the ways that we help business owners is trying to communicate what the program is, what, is, what are the latest amendments and notices, and providing a funnel for them to go through on our website to be able to understand if they qualify, which quarters they qualify for, and then ultimately putting it through our system to be able to actually calculate that and file it for them. Um, what we help them with uh, beyond that, any questions they have whatsoever, they're able to obviously reach out and... Uh, you know, talk to one of our customer care reps. Um, any time throughout the process that they don't want to continue, uh, again, like I mentioned, there's been no obligation, no contract signed. We're here quite literally to help. We feel like this is a massive need that is completely underserved. We actually do also have an affiliate network. So as we talked about, the primary problem with this credit is there is no existing infrastructure to let business owners know. So when I actually went through everything, uh, you know, I would get emails from the SBA or other emails from the CARES Act. I remember seeing ERC, Employment Retention Tax Credit. And if you're a business owner and you've gotten PPP or the EIDL loan, you've seen this too. But what you've probably done subconsciously is put it out of your mind and you thought, that's a tax question. I'm sure my accountant will have my back on that. The problem is, once you understand exactly what this is, you realize it's not a yearly uh, tax problem. It's a payroll problem. So who in your company actually does payroll? Or more specifically, who's actually filed those 941s? If you've paid W-2 wages, you've actually filed 941 forms. Who does that in your company? It's not your CPA in almost every case. It is typically a, a payroll provider software like QuickBooks, ADP, Gusto, I use uh, Patriot software. Um, it, it's one of those programs. And that's a software program. Uh, typically, you don't have people on the other end manually doing that. And so are they going to be your advocate? No. In fact, most of those providers uh, don't provide this service. It's actually not worth their time to go back, amend these forms, and actually figure out the credit, uh, as, as amazing as that seems. So who other you know, network or who else would be your advocate as a business owner? It's non-existent. So another one of the biggest obstacles we actually have to overcome when we're talking to a business owner is this is not too good to be true. The average credit we get for a business, and again, the majority of businesses do qualify for something, is $225,000. What does that mean? What can you use these funds for? It's not a loan like PPP. It's not even a grant, which is typically the best kind of money you can get from the government. A grant, you actually have to report what you use those funds for. This is a refund check. They're actually paying interest on this amount as well because you should have not paid this uh, at that time. So this is a refund check back to the business owner. You can put it into your bank account and pay out the owners right away if you wanted to. That's how flexible this is. It's not a loan. You don't have to ask for forgiveness. Um, and it is, uh, it's a lot of money. This is a massive credit, $225,000 on average. And we have seven-figure credits um, all the time as well. So um, again, 
the communication of explaining to the business owners what this is, um, is something that we've created. The other thing we've done with the affiliate uh, program that we've created is making, making an effort to create that infrastructure of, of uh, communication. So currently, we have over a thousand affiliates, and these are uh, business owners, individuals. Uh, they could be CPAs. They could be professionals. We make it super simple. And in fact, I think if your audience, uh, th th there's really two opportunities here. If your audience is a business owner, they can click on the link in your description and actually go through to see if their business qualifies. If someone else is listening and they don't own a business, but they know somebody that this may actually benefit, we want that communication to happen because it's not happening anywhere else. Believe me. And so we need you to actually reach out and at least direct po point them in the right direction. And in turn, we're willing to, to pay that person uh, a little bit of a commission. And so how do you sign up for an affiliate? I believe you have that link in the description as well. Yeah, we'll include both those links. Yeah. And so when we're talking about time frame on this with a thousand affiliates, you know, we have filed right now, I think today about 350 million in credits and we have over a thousand affiliates. Really, that is just a snapshot of probably the last three months. That's how quickly this credit has grown and how fast our company has grown. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I'm really curious about is, as you said, like your clients who you're helping, they are not providing you with their credit card number or making a payment to you. So I'm curious, how is your company making the profit? We charge a percentage of the credit that we're able to get from back from the IRS. So nothing up front. And if at the end of the day, nothing is actually received from the IRS... We've never asked for a credit card. Uh, no fee has been due. We've done quite a bit of work and you have the assurance to know that you probably didn't qualify. Uh, but if we're able to get you some, some money, then we charge 15% of the full credit amount. So if you get $100,000, we charge 15%. How that is actually taken is uh, our company and the client will sign escrow instructions like you typically do with real estate, where we beforehand agree, what are we going to do with the 100,000 bucks that comes in? Well, uh, we agree that 15% or 15,000 would come to our company and 85,000, the remaining would go to the business owner. We agree with that. A third party escrow company is where the check is actually sent to. They have directions on what to do with those funds. And the first time you receive those funds is typically, uh, a lot of, for a lot of our clients, they don't believe that those funds will come until they actually get it. Because as your audience is probably listening today, when I say the average to a business is 225,000, that sounds unbelievable when it probably was not on their radar before an hour ago. Okay. So, um, again, one of the biggest obstacles is, is overcoming the idea that this is too good to be true, but it's not. Um, in fact, the easiest way to support that is Google ERC IRS or CARES Act. And the first, I think two or three sites that pop up is irs.gov. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's very easy to see that this is part of the CARES Act and this is not a program created by our company or a third party. Uh, it's just right there. So thanks for explaining how your company makes the profit. Uh, could you explain now how the affiliates fit into that picture or when someone refers someone to your company, um, where does their payment come from and how much do they earn? So again, if an affiliate is somebody who is not the business owner, but they might know a business owner and they refer that business owner to us. So if they got $100,000, our fee is 15%, uh, 15% or 15,000 in that case. And we would pay the affiliate 20% of our fee. So in that case, they're getting $3,000. Now the average, as I mentioned, is $225,000 credit. 
which means the average commission to that affiliate is about 7,000. And those are real numbers. We've done thousands of these credits. Uh, so we have, uh, we have a lot of numbers to support that at this point. I do believe if you have uh, hungry entrepreneurs out there that are wanting to go out and find multiple businesses, I do believe this is one of the easiest opportunities to make large amounts of commission and feel great about the sell uh, that, that maybe anyone will ever come across. Because of course the business owners, they really want to find out about this and they have, a lot of them have no idea right now. And so it's like you were kind of saying, like it's a very easy sale and a sale you can feel really good about because you're not asking someone to buy something. You would just be informing them about the ERC and asking them if they have taken advantage of it yet. And then if not directing them to um, your company to help them out. So yeah, I see what you mean. It really is just a really win-win uh, situation. It is. And, and the easiest way to introduce that is if you know a business owner, you can say, did you, business owner, did you do the PPP, Paycheck Protection Program? Yeah, I did. Did you do EIDL, the economic, uh, Emergency Economic Disaster Loan Program? And a lot of businesses know about that. And that kind of ties the fact that this is COVID relief help. Oh, we did, or I, you know, uh, I might have or may not have. Did you do the ERC, Employment Retention Credit? Well, what is that? Oh, let me send you a link. I, you, should you should definitely look into it. That's the mm -hmm. easiest way to introduce this program. What that does is it ties it very quickly to what this is. This is COVID relief help from the government. In fact, it's actually the only remaining um, existing program still left in the CARES Act. So, Mark, let me see if I have all this straight as far as like next steps for the listeners to take. So it's and correct me if I get any of this wrong. But so it sounds like if someone's listening right now and they have a business themselves and they have any W-2 employees aside from themselves and they had those employees in 2020 or 2021 and their business was affected by COVID in really any way, like either a 20 percent or more decrease in their revenue or you also mentioned if they were affected by supply chain um, disturbances or by government shutdowns or anything like that. Any of those reasons, then they could click the link in the description, which I believe we have it set up as an easy link of gillianperkins.com slash ERC. They can go to that link and they can start an application process. Is that right? On your website where they can find out if they would qualify. Is that right? Yeah. Simple as that. I would also encourage a business owner, if you have W-2 wages, have that as the only self-qualification. Our system will basically take it from there. If you qualify with other ways, great. But if you're assuming you don't qualify or do, you know, that's only an assumption. Mm -hmm. uh, the easiest one to really self-regulate is, do you have W-2 employees? Well, then at least go through the system to see. Again, no obligation whatsoever. We're not asking for anything that's too uh, personal up until a certain point. We'll need documents, but um, you have nothing to lose to see what your, your credit could be. Great. Well, Mark, thank you so much for everything that you shared with us today. Very informative. Uh, you know, as you said yourself, a lot of business owners don't know about this. And if you had employees during these past two years and your business was affected by COVID at all, this is obviously something that business owners would really want to know about. So thank you so much for your time and for everything you shared with us. Thanks, Gillian. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Work Less, Earn More. Now, here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of this episode you're listening to right now and share it out on your Instagram stories. And when you do, make sure you tag me at Gillian Z Perkins so I can see you're listening. 
Sharing on Stories is going to help more people find this podcast so they too can learn how to build their business in a way that allows them to work less and earn more. And if you really love the show, head over to Apple Podcasts right now and leave Work Less, Earn More a review to give it a boost and help even more people find it. Okay, let's wrap this up. I'm Gillian Perkins, and until next week, stay focused and take action. Oh,